Hey there, and welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer, and I am your host and Gap Year expert. On today's episode, we have the incredible Logan, who is coming to join us from the School Finder Group, and he has such a great personal story, but also the resources that he's going to share with us today are invaluable for young people who are in that point of transition from high school into post-secondary, and this is just going to be a wealth of knowledge. So, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Michelle. Uh, Thank you so much for inviting me. Really glad to uh, be here on the show. Amazing. All right. So um, a little birdie told me that once upon a time, you yourself might have perhaps taken a a gap year. Um, So we're just going to hold on to that little nugget of information. (laughs) But let's let's jump into who who are you? What are you up to these days? Um, Give us just a little bit of background on who you are. Sure thing. Yeah. So my name is Logan Bright. Uh, I am the managing editor for the School Finder Group, uh, which is a bit of a mouthful. But really, uh, my main purview is School Finder and Scholarships Canada, a couple of websites for students who are looking to find schools or more importantly, maybe uh, funding for schools. So scholarships, bursaries, etc. Uh, I am the string puller behind all of those uh, things on the website. Amazing. So when you say managing editor, for those who are aspiring to get into communications or writing or things like that, what does a managing editor do? Yeah, sure. So I've grown sort of into this position. I started as uh, just an editor, right? And I've grown in my responsibilities. Uh, It started out with writing and editing content, so short form articles aimed at students. Uh, As my role has grown, my responsibilities have grown. I am now overseeing several freelancers as well as in-house content people who write stuff for us uh, and managing different um, elements of our social media as well, trying to develop content strategy for the coming months uh, so that there's always good stuff to read on the websites. So you are never without anything to do. Definitely not. Always writing, reading, rewriting, uh, a mix of those three. That's amazing. Uh, I know there's so many people out there that are looking to get into this space. And so it's great to hear from um, a real live person who's doing this for their their day to day job and getting a little background of what it's really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, congrats on the promotion. Congrats on on growing your career. Uh, but let's re- rewind into your past a little bit. So let's talk about that that gap year experience. Um, what did you do on that gap time? And kind of how did that influence the way that your career and your life has has gone since then yeah had a major effect on my overall trajectory which um as we'll i guess discover is a little less traditional maybe than some uh but yes i did do a gap year right out of high school um i was born right at the end of the year so a little bit younger going into um college uni at 17, I thought, no, I've got some stuff I want to do still. Um, And really what that was, was creating a a film with some friends. Uh, We spent a lot of time uh, writing and shooting and editing a film, ended up being 45 minutes or so, uh, for our own entertainment mostly, uh, because we were all into that kind of thing, really interested in AV. Uh, So that was sort of part-time job. And then the other half of my free time was working part-time job uh, that I was getting funded for. So local grocery store kind of thing, picking up extra hours. 
Uh, so I was earning some money and really pursuing my passion with my friends, uh, shooting and starring in this in this film. Um, and, and so I'm going to interrupt you there for a second because don't downplay it. That is an incredible <sighs> experience that allows you to develop really cool skills from like looking at it from uh, like an employability standpoint, like project management, able to coordinate and sequence everything so it makes sense, um, figuring out how you're going to work as a team how you're going to source your actors, um, putting in your communications and your language stuff with the writing. Those are all transferable skills. And a lot of people on their gap year, they have these interest projects that they want to work on, but they think it's not valuable or it's silly. Uh -huh. And yeah. and even in the way that you kind of framed it there, you're kind of like, oh, we kind of did this thing. But that's a 45 minutes. Do you know how much work goes into that? Oh, yeah, I do. It was a lot. Yeah. 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 Like how many pages of script is that? Like 100 more than that? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a minute to per not to get too into it, but you've teed me up beautifully for the next sort of part of the <laughs> narrative. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, once the film was done uh, and I was ready for post-secondary, I went to film school. Uh, left home, you know, uh, went to Niagara College in Welland, which was renowned for its film and broadcasting program. Uh, and there I put a lot of those transferable skills to work. Um, performed quite well in school, produced a lot of different types of films, documentary, music video, uh, short fiction, and so on. Won several awards for my work there as well, um, of which my parents are very proud. Uh, and so, yeah, I did a, a few years an advanced technical diploma at Niagara College uh, in film. And then after that, went on to shoot overseas a little bit and work in the film industry for about five years or so here in Toronto. So I, you know, began my career working in film. I was an editor for several years before I became another type of editor. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that's so great. And the way that you you took that experience, that hands-on experience, that interest, and parlayed that into education and then into a career um, and allowing yourself to really explore what interests you and, and recognizing that you had some skills and gifts and talents that allowed you to excel in that. And then when the time was right, time to pivot and do something a little bit different because there's no such thing anymore as a very linear life or a linear career. <laughs> um, it's all about those twists and turns, keeping it exciting, keeping it interesting. And sometimes it's our choice. Sometimes it's the industry's choice. Sometimes there's a global pandemic, you know, things happen um, and we get to pivot and shift and change. And I think that those are uh, valuable things and, and knowing that you have the ability and the strength and the capacity to navigate that, I think that comes a lot from that uncertainty of having a gap year and doing something a little bit different than a lot of your peers. Yeah, so again, you've teed me up beautifully. Uh, so thank you for that, Michelle. Uh, the final sort of twists and turns, worked as an editor for a few years, then I went overseas to volunteer for about six months. Uh, and I was volunteer teaching in a small village. Uh, and I knew I wanted to make my living with words. I wanted to read and write for a living. So come back to Canada and I attended U of T, uh, did really well there in their English writing and rhetoric program. And once I graduated from U of T, that's when I started working as a word editor uh, and bringing us to today. So that's the sort of full scope of my journey, ups and downs, ins and outs. Uh, but I couldn't be happier about where I've landed and the different experience that I've had leading up to it.
gap year travel overseas, couple different career trajectories. It's all sort of cohered in an interesting way and made for a great last 10 years at least. Yeah, and I and I love that that it's it's not linear and it's not boring and all of those things some people can look at and see as setbacks. Oh, you had to change career, poor you. But that's not it at all. This is this is being in the driver's seat of your life and making those decisions and and choosing which lane to be driving in. And um I, I find that so inspiring. And I think and I hope young people are listening and and hearing that that there are twists and turns. And everything stacks one upon the other to lead you to the next fulfilling experience that you're going to have in your life. And you've really navigated all of that with a lot of grace and, and ease. And I'm sure it, it, it sounds more graceful and easy looking backwards <laughs> than it does looking forwards. But it's nice to know that you are a fun fully functioning adult. You've got a job and you are successful, even if it wasn't in that stereotyp stereotypical linear fashion. Yeah, definitely true. And again, I wouldn't wouldn't trade it. So thrilled about where I am right now. And hopefully you folks listening can hear the joy in my voice. It's been a twisty, a twisty ride, but it's been great. I love that story. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, um, I know it's a little bit kind of off topic here, but <laughs> but it very much lends itself to uh, what we're all about here at the Canadian Gap Year Association. But let's turn the spotlight from Gap Years on to School Finder. Um, and I'm curious for you, you, you went on this journey, you've seen so many things, and then you ended up here at School Finder. So in your opinion, what makes School Finder such an invaluable resource for students or for for young people who are on that journey uh, kind of through post-secondary? Sure. Um, so I'll freely admit I didn't know about School Finder when I was researching the couple of different schools that I went to. Kind of wish that I had done, but alas. Uh, the biggest sort of thrill for me, the most um, compelling part was very early in my tenure, my boss told me, Logan, you work for the student, right? Uh, you don't work for me. You don't work for advertisers or clients. You work for the student. Uh, and that has been my my mandate ever since, um, trying to come up with material that is going to interest students, our readers, our audience, right? Um, trying to answer the questions that they have that can be tricky to find the answers to. Maybe they're in Google, but they're buried on the third search results page, right? So nobody can find that. Well, we have the mandate to do that digging, do that research and provide the answers that students need. Um, maybe even questions you don't know you have. So. The mandate of explicitly being here to help students, first and foremost, uh, that that is my my main objective, uh, that has been really compelling. And it's helped to kind of keep me honest, too, in, in my approach to what do students need to read right now? What do they need to know? I love that. And, and um, I think what you were saying about how some information can be buried. I think the Internet is a wonderful thing. We get access to all this information, but... It is not curated for us. Like I can't jump on Google and say best school for Michelle to go to for writing and Google will just automatically do all the work for me and spit out an answer. Like that's what we, that's what we hope when we think about Google. Uh, but it really the information is a little bit everywhere. There's so much, it can be very overwhelming. Um, and sometimes when we're making our first attempt into post-secondary or our second or our third, we don't know what questions to be asking because we've never done it before or we've never done it this way or we've never done it in a pandemic 
or we've never done it with X, Y, and Z um, qualifications. And so to be able to have a resource that exists that helps with that, that gives us that, um, that space without going into that that Google spiral where we end up seeing so many things that are irrelevant and then just shutting down. Um, so School Finder is a great place that curates a lot of that for us and gives us what we need rather than all of the junk that's out there on the internet. Yeah, I appreciate the framing as curation because that's exactly it, right? The material is out there. We have a team of freelancers who work very hard uh, and pretty much around the clock, it seems, uh, to be pulling that information together so that it's in a sort of a neutral source uh, and is able to be compared like for like, right? It may not be perfect gala apple to gala apple, but at least it's a Fuji in a gala, right? There's no oranges in there. So we do our best to to pull that information together, make it easy to compare. And um, yeah, maybe it's not as easy as best school for me, but you'll have that intel to piece that puzzle together uh, for yourself. I love that. So what can students find on the website? So if they were to go there, what were some things that maybe they could be looking for when they come uh, across the site? Sure. So. Um, the profiles are sort of the the big selling point, I guess. Any school you can think of, generally college, university, post-grad level, some high school as well, um, but mostly post-secondary schools, uh, they'll each have a profile. And it's almost like a dating app, if you think of it that way, right? Here's a little bit about me. Maybe I'm the right fit for you if you. Uh, type of material, right? Lots of students, few students, types of programs available, scholarships to support those programs. On campus living, how much per bed? What are the fees for the bus pass, et cetera, et cetera. The type of questions that you probably don't even have till you see that info, uh, it's, it's all there. But really the magic of the site is um, setting up your own profile. You can get matched to something that fits you. So if you do say you're interested in writing, maybe you live in BC, uh, and you're looking for somewhere on the lower mainland, you can sort of key that stuff in and the system will throw out a few suggestions for you. Um, so, you know, whatever uh, school meets that criteria, it'll, it'll pop up for you and you can then compare them directly and so on. Uh, I think that's the main sort of draw. There are career profiles as well. There's a ton of articles. Uh, if you've got questions like how to apply to law school or, you know, what are my OSAP payments due, like that kind of stuff is covered as well. Um, but I think the main draw for students is the, uh, the profile, the programs, and getting matched to either of those. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. Um, not, I, I think sometimes we don't know all of the options that are before us and sifting through that can take hours or days or just so overwhelming that we just say no altogether and just apply to whatever the university that, or college that's closest to us is and just go from there. Yes. Um, so using these tools, you can really um, get a, make a better decision, make a more informed decision. And that's what we find with our GAP students is that they have a little bit more time in space, they can make better choices, they know themselves a little bit better so that when they are saying what they're interested in, they can they can be a little bit more accurate in that. And so School Finder can then spit out the accurate counter um, or compliment, I guess I should say, to, to what they're interested in and knowing whether you want to be at a big school or a small school, all that stuff kind of bubbles up as you do a little bit of self-exploration. So being able to give the right information in will get the right information out and you can find the right programs and schools for you. So it's a gap years and school finder is a marriage made in heaven. 
<laughs> uh, totally, totally true. And you've, you've um, stoked my mind here for something else I wanted to mention too, which is that uh, the gap year experience can be a really big help when you're applying for scholarships. Uh, so scholarships is the other big part of what we do, trying to pair students with uh, ways to fund education. And I talk a lot about scholarships with students. And the main thing I always try to hammer home is that admins are looking for uh, like volunteer experience, leadership experience, um, personal growth type of stories. So the type of things that you can get up to during a gap year is exactly what schools and scholarship admins want to see on your CV. So if you've taught overseas like I had done, or maybe you volunteer at the local old folks home uh, because you've got some some extra time during your gap year. Like that's going to look great on your scholarship applications, your school applications later on down the road. Uh, so many times we've reviewed scholarship apps and the volunteer experience is low or the work experience is very low and we'll look for somebody with a little bit more. So you've got that opportunity to build some of that credibility uh, while you've got the chance. Yeah, and I think people don't realize that, that uh, that all of the things that they are getting up to on their gap year not only are good for them personally and their personal development, but it can actually lend itself to earning more money and scholarships because you do have a whole year's worth of experiences and activities that your peers who just went straight into to college or university probably are missing out on. And I think you have more time to fill out those applications. You can be more thoughtful. You're not trying to do it while also studying for your biology exam. You can spend more time researching which ones you may be eligible for. And so it can be almost your, your part-time job on your gap year is, is researching and filling out those applications. And we did some great uh, other podcast episodes on scholarships specifically and how to leverage your gap year for that. So um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that episode as well. So you can really, really dive in if, if financial aid is something you're looking to explore more. Um, listen to that podcast episode as well. Perfection. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, one of the uh, big questions we get is, what is financial need? Uh, and pretty much everybody's in financial need. If you need a little bit of money to help pay for school, yeah, probably. Yeah, if you don't, if you're not just sitting on a pile of cash, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> and 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 using it as a blanket to go to bed, you're you need <laughs> money to pay for post secondary for sure. Amazing. So, if folks wanted to access the resources that you have, where can they find you? Sure. So, best bet is uh, hitting either schoolfinder.com or scholarshipscanada.com. Uh, they are sort of sister sites. Um, so connected in a, in a way. One is more for schools and programs, the other more for scholarships. Uh, you'll find your way around. We're all over social media as well. If you just search Scholarships Canada, excuse me, you should find us. Amazing. And we will link to all of those in the show notes. So if you missed it, just click on the links below. We will get you there uh, in no time. All right. So my brain is swimming with things that I need to go check out on those websites. Um, so I think it's time we wrap up this amazing conversation so that everybody can jump onto those sites and get access to all the amazing content that you have curated specifically for them. Um, so Logan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, my pleasure, Michelle. Really, thank you again for inviting me. Uh, really happy to be here and glad to uh, speak to your audience. Thanks again.